Soon to be Merry Christmas to you all. Last uh, AM base camp of the season, and as we close it out, talking about spiritual gifts in a community church. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? So they decided they wanted to have a pastor uh, teach uh, this session, which I, you know, and the military, I understand that. That means I'm expendable. I uh, got it. <laughs> so uh, why study spiritual gifts? Well, you know, there's a lot of reasons. A uh, good one uh, given up here, uh, uh, Corinthians from the Apostle Paul, so that uh, we're not ignorant about it. He didn't want the Corinthians to be ignorant about it because they weren't particularly using their spiritual gifts well, and that could be said of us today if we are ignorant. Nobody here in this room is ignorant probably about it. You may just be sort of beltway challenged on this particular topic and all, but it's an important one for us to look at. What is a spiritual gift? I have a definition up there. It'll work as well as uh, any other definition. I'm not willing to get burned at the stake uh, over it. You can tweak it a little bit if you want to, but there's some main parts of it up there that they're supernatural abilities. They're not just the fact that you're a natural leader or you're very good with numbers or you've got an excellent listening ear, you know, kind of naturally that sort of personality. It's a supernatural ability that's given by the Holy Spirit to each and every believer when you become a believer. Everybody has at least one spiritual gift when you become a uh, believer. Some of you have several spiritual gifts, and you're given that gift for one reason, one reason only, it says, for the building up of the body of Christ, to help make the body of Christ mature. And so, uh, highlighting what I just said there, they're God-given uh, Gifts, he gives everybody at least one. You don't get to choose which one you want. Uh, the guy that led me to the Lord years ago, uh, whenever I was working at a power plant trying to pay off some college debts, uh, was a pastor. Um, he wasn't uh, very well trained as a pastor, but he had a great heart for the Lord. But he always wanted to have the uh, gift of speaking in tongues. And so he would sit there and practice uh, trying to say uh, words that didn't uh, sound like the English language to demonstrate his faith uh, so that God would reward him and give him the gift of tongues. As I later on got a little more immersed in the scriptures, I thought, where in the world did you get that game plan uh, from and all? But point of the thing is, hey, he didn't get to choose. God distributes the gifts as he wants to for the good of the body of Christ. He gives them to you. And sometimes that's the irony of it. He'll take a flaming introvert like myself or something, decide to let you have spiritual gift as a pastor in a church. You know, go figure. Only the good Lord could think that's probably a good plan in one sense. They're supernatural. That means that they are divine or uh, special gifts that uh, come from the Holy Spirit uh, who resides in us, and they're not meant for ourselves. And so uh, one of the major reasons why we need to be aware of it is uh, just a reminder that, you know, you're in a fight. Uh, you're, you know, the things that the Scriptures teach us. We're in a fight. We're in a race. I'm amazed how many Christians sometimes are just standing there on the track or something as everybody else is running the Christian race around them. They're not moving. It doesn't change the fact that you're in the race, nor does it change the fact that you're in a fight. And it's a uh, fight with uh, uh, spiritual beings, spiritual powers. So why in the world would you want to try to uh, go to a, a gunfight with a knife of just your own human abilities when you've got the into the supernatural through the spiritual gifts that God gives to us. And so that's what Paul is arguing here as he points out the different reasons that we want to be involved in that. So they're given to us, it says, as a stewardship. Um, you know, 
last sermon I did about heaven and things like that, a lot of people uh, liked it, a lot of people didn't like it. So it must have been somewhere on the mark, uh, it seemed like, because uh, I made the point that everybody gets into heaven on equal playing field. It's the blood of Christ. There's nothing you can do to earn your way into heaven. It's a free gift of grace. You accept that the innocent died for me, the guilty. You accept that pardon, and you're in. Everybody goes into heaven equally on that regard. But that's where the equality stops. From the moment that you become a Christian, your life is a stewardship that you're going to give an account for one day. Uh, God's going to eventually wipe away every tear when we're up in heaven. But before he gets around to wiping every tear off your eye, you're going to stand before him as I'm going to stand before him. You're going to give account for every day you've lived, every spiritual gift that you had, whether you used it, your witness, you're going to give an account for the way you lived your life. has nothing to do with you getting into heaven. has everything to do like an employee review with what did you do with those years, with those gifts, with those talents, with those other things I gave to you. And so a lot of people didn't like that, that I told you the plain truth from the scripture. That Well, it's there. Each of us has received a gift. We use it to serve one another as good stewards of the grace of God. You're going to give an account as a steward. Don't make any mistake about it. So I'd prefer that you use your spiritual gift and use it well. Now, spiritual gifts, uh, what I uh, find is that they come basically in uh, different uh, varieties, as we'll look at in a minute. Sometimes people get them a little confused. Don't confuse a job title. God gave us pastors. He gave us uh, folks that serve as elders. He gave us other things. They serve in those positions because of the spiritual gifts that God has given them. Uh, You know, Scripture plainly teaches that he has set up pastors in the past. He's had apostles. He's had other things. But because you have the gift of administration or the gift of teaching or something like that, you may be serving in a position as a pastor. You may be a small group leader because you're a good shepherd. Uh, You may uh, have a gift of mercy and encouragement and other things. Be a modern-day Barnabas, and so you may work with Joe Watina or somebody on the care team because you're exercising the gift. But don't confuse a title or a position with a spiritual gift. Uh, They're not one and the same. And they're not the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, We plainly taught there in Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There are inward characteristics of the Spirit that live outwardly uh, as we uh, tap into the Spirit-filled life, as we let the Spirit live through us, but that's not the same as a spiritual gift, which is more task-oriented, as I said, for building up the body of Christ. He's distributed those gifts to us as he wants to. When we use them faithfully, then we build up the body of Christ. But you hear stories all the time about preachers or something that uh, just got them coming out of the woodwork. People going to their thing like crazy. Do they have the gift of teaching? Yeah, sure seem to be. Uh, People are uh, learning from them. The scriptures never seem so clear from the way they're teaching. Then you find out that the guy's shacking up with two or three uh, women in the congregation. Is he walking uh, in the power of the Spirit? I don't think so. Is he demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit? I don't think so. Was he Equipped with a spiritual gift? Yeah. But don't confuse those two. They're not the same. I like the bottom line that I put up here myself. Both (laughs) are important for effective ministry. 
I need to walk in the Spirit. I need to be exercising the fruit of the Spirit. I need to be using the gifts that God has given to me. It's a both and for the good of the body of Christ here. I split into two different types of uh, spiritual gifts. Permanent ones that are still abiding and serve the body of Christ. Uh, they're in use today. Earlier ones in the history of the church that served as confirming or signs and wonders or uh, verifying gifts, I don't think that they're operative today. They were operative in the first century to validate the gospel message, to validate the mystery, as Paul called this new thing called the church, which uh, was made up of Jew and Gentile that had never existed before. And you might think, well, which one is which? Well, that's why you come to a Bible church like BCC. <laughs> we can show you a slide, and, and then you'll know which one is uh, which, you know. Uh, I've got the different ones up there that I think are permanent, abiding, edifying gifts, the ones in the bottom, speaking in tongues, uh, miracles. Can God heal today? Yeah. Do I have the gift of healing? No, I don't think so, nor do you. Otherwise, I'll take you down there here to the hospital, to the children's oncology ward, walk through there, heal all of them. You're going to make every parent on that place happy that you emptied out the ward. You don't have the gift of healing. Uh, you don't have to agree with me on that. I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one, and uh, Marty is in agreement with me. Bob's in agreement. Matt's in agreement. But it's a community church, you know. Uh, you don't have to agree with me on that one. Uh, so <laughs> just don't bother to try to convince me otherwise. I mean, I, I've looked at it pretty long and hard. I think we have ones that abide today that build up the body of church. The other ones are more signs and wonder gifts to establish the church in the first century. All right, now, we've got some uh, pitfalls like anything in the spiritual world uh, that go with spiritual gifts as well. Number one is that we can start believing our own press reports. Don't automatically assume that just because you got a spiritual gift, because you do if you're a believer, that you're automatically useful to God. Last time I checked, the good Lord doesn't need any of us uh, for anything. You know, he's good to let us have the ministry of reconciliation. He's good to let us have spiritual gifts and be a part of the building up of the body of Christ. But, you know, the upper room discourse that he taught his disciples is a teaching to us as well. Hey, apart from me, you can't do nothing, you know. It's all about abiding in him and trusting him, letting him live his life through us, and letting him use that spiritual gift that he chose to give to you or those spiritual gifts that he chose to give to you. Um, just because you have... A particular spiritual gift doesn't let you off the hook on the other thing. Uh, you know, I might have a gift of teaching or something. Do I get off the hook on being merciful to you? No. It's a commandment for all Christians. Be merciful. Be kind to one another. Be gentle. All right, so you don't get off the hook on that one either or some of the other ones just because you don't have it. You know, I just don't have the gift of evangelism. <laughs> Wrong. You don't get off the hook. <laughs> On that one, every Christian is supposed to be, uh, make a defense for the hope that resides inside you. You don't get off the hook on that one just because you don't think that you have that spiritual gift. It's a command for all of us to do. You know, and uh, as a result, uh, sometimes, depending on what gift you have, you know that, yes, because I have the gift of teaching and I'm not like the rest of you proletariats out there. Or something you can get a little um, wrong view of yourself, get a little more exalted view of yourself. They're all needed. That's why Paul gives the analogy of uh, the human body. Uh, why do you need a big toe, you know? Uh, those of us that have been around the military for a while, you learn. 
pretty fast. You get uh, that toe blown off uh, in a war somewhere, you just lost a whole lot of propulsion for your body. It's amazing how that one digit will help to move you forward as you go along. Why do you need eyebrows? I don't know, sweat, dirt out of your eyes. I'm convinced, having been married to Laura Cronauer uh, for 36 years, so I can learn to read communication better. I can uh, read the uh, eyebrow that went up as, oh boy, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what I just did, but I know I did something uh, here and all. So it, every part of the human body is important. Well, it's the same. That's the analogy he's giving about spiritual gifts. No matter what yours is, don't get self-inflated. Every single gift is important in the body of Christ. And so I throw up here Captain America. The reality is we're all kind of like uh, before he goes into the chamber or something. That's us in our own strength and our own abilities and all. And in one sense, when you get this supernatural gift, you know, they open the thing up, voila, you know, you come out uh, for the Church of Christ if you are walking in the Spirit and if you're using these gifts for the good of the church, you come out like Captain America actually doing something. But never forget, going back to that slide about not getting uh, too uh, puffed up on your own press reports, that final picture underneath there, that's just a cracked earthen pot. That's what the scripture says we all are. You're all a bunch of cracked pots, as am I. You just happen to have the treasure of Christ inside of you. So in one sense, the more broken you are, the more the treasure shows through. Uh, but it is both here. It is a supernatural gifting that enables you to do more than you ever imagined for the good of the church and for the body of Christ universal. But it's because you are a cracked pot that has that treasure inside. So, having said that, challenge all of us, keep an open mind, um, you know, this shouldn't be any more because of division than uh, anything else. Like I said, I know some of you will probably come talk to me to tell me that, especially on the signs and wonder gifts, that I'm in error, and, you know, I'm not going to get into a division thing with you. I'm going to listen to you politely, and then I'm going to tell you, nah, I don't agree with you, and that's... Uh, Go out and have a cup of coffee if you want to, because uh, you still haven't convinced me, nor have I convinced you. Uh, you can read all the relevant texts, which I'll give you on the next slide if you want to, and study it a little bit more. But the main point I want is for you to purpose in your heart that you're going to discover what your spiritual gift is, if you don't know already, or spiritual gifts, and then that you're going to use it for the body of Christ and for the good of the church. I say that to every new member's class that I teach about once a month whenever I teach it. You know, I give them the same spiritual gift survey that I've put out there on the table uh, for y'all to do this morning if you want to. And then, I, you know, I don't make any um, stuttering about it. That We're so glad you want to be a member here at uh, Burke Community Church. Membership is a serious thing. We're grateful that you're taking it seriously. By being a member, we want you to know what your spiritual gift is. We want you to use it. We want your time. We want your money. We want your spiritual gift. We want it all. It is, it is that part of being a membership of this. We want you in the fight. We want you to do it all. And so part of the reason why I put that out there is so that you can make sure that you are in the fight and that you're doing it all. There are some of the primary spiritual gift texts uh, out of Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians, and others, and you can look at those at your uh, own leisure, and then I'll 
bring it back up here in a second because the discussion questions, hey, y'all don't need any help from me in discussion questions. Uh, table leaders can uh, talk about any of this you want to. What I'd really like for you to do is let everybody have a chance to take the survey. So I'm going to take you about 10 minutes, self-grade. Then you can decide uh, how accurate you think the survey is for yourself. And so there's the spiritual gift text again. And so I'm out of time. It's already 6.30. Boy, that flew by pretty uh, quickly. And so uh, let's pray, and then we'll let you all do your spiritual gift test or talk about what we've gone over this morning. But thank you for being faithful to come to base camp at uh, Dark 30 uh, all season long. I do appreciate it. I look forward to the next season starting here in January. So uh, thanks to Dallas, especially, too, for leading us as he does week after week. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that in your tender mercy you gave us spiritual gifts. Thank you that you gave us your spirit. Thank you that you, through that spirit, give us the fruit of the spirit. I pray that this morning as we uh, think and possibly wrestle with what is our spiritual gift or gifts and how are we going to use it in your fight, in your cause, and in your church, that you would sharpen us one with the other that you would help us grow in this area, and then as a result that the Church of Christ would grow and grow mature. We ask it in your name. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen.